This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Mr. Quincy McAdoo out of Clarendon, Arkansas. He actually came to us. Once we moved Bakke, Quincy came to us and said, Coach, if you need some help on defense, I'd be more than happy as soon as I get cleared to go to practice to move over. To be honest with you, he's a natural over there. I mean, he's a really good receiver, but he looks great over there, and they've spent a lot of time meeting with him. Uh, if that gives you any indication of what we think that he could do over there. I mean, where's Clared in Arkansas? I'm having to look that up. Uh, Monroe down, County? Down south. I, I need to look that up, too, but I, I believe that's down south, isn't it? Yeah, he's a four-star kid, one of the higher-recruited players in state. Yeah, kind of down south. I'm trying to find some kind of by Hazen, Carlisle. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I say south. It's more of central. More east, then. Central, east, whatever. So it's not, not, not too far. Yeah. From here, but I yeah, it's Brinkley, Four City, kind of that area. Yeah, so but it's right there on you know between between Little Rock and West Memphis. Yeah, so. it's kind of that area. But yeah, Quincy's a guy that a lot of not just in-state schools were recruiting. He's got out of state, so good on both him and Sam to see kind of what the issue is. Hey, they they want to play like everyone else. Hey, I'm not going to play wide receiver this year. Maybe I get a shot playing some corner. You know, a football player just like I said just wants to play. Um, if I can help the team somewhere else and get on the field, particularly as a young player, that's what I'll do. Um, I mean, that's, that's what anyone should do is, hey, where, where can I help the team? So if that's the place to go, uh, and right now the team needs the help there, if you can't get on the field at wide receiver, why not go help in the secondary? It's it's quarters that you're getting to play. You'll, um, you know, you're going to use your, your red shirt up, but I think most of these guys aren't planning to stay that long anyway. That's the – part of the rule they're playing some special teams sam's the one that sprung mm-hmm. bryce stevens touchdown against missouri state i think quincy mcadoo's the one that recovered that fumble 
in the Texas A&M game that would have hurt Arkansas. I know they ended up losing that game, but if memory helps me on there, I think that's happened. So they're playing some special teams. The The thing I wonder about is are they actually going to play? Tommy, it's one thing to practice. It's one thing to go through drills. It's one thing to be in the two or three deep. Could we actually see guys that haven't played this position? I know Sam hadn't played since 10th grade year. I don't know about Quincy, how long it's been if he played, if he was two-way player at Clarendon. But are we going to actually see him this Saturday? Oh, I don't, you know, some of these guys are uh, you know, providing depth that, that Barry Odom needs. I, you know, I, I can't answer that question whether or not you're going to see him play. Um, you would think with just a, a few practices uh, that, you know, because you got to remember there's not a lot that they get done past uh, past Wednesday. And I don't imagine how physical some of these practices are. And I think the other issue is you, you start taking these guys. And these guys, like you said, were helping on special teams. But who now is on your scout team in these practices? You know, so you start running through some of these guys. What are you practicing against with your first and your second team that work together? Because I imagine there's some apprehension about getting a second time, a second line guy hurt. So who are you actually going up against in practice? I would imagine all these injuries and moving guys around. It's probably hurt the quality of your preparation to some degree. So I don't know if you can get a guy ready in two or three days, I guess is what I'm trying to say with a lot of words. No disrespect to the walk-ons at the University of Arkansas, but if that's what a lot of what our offense and defense is having to practice against. As you said, that's not exactly the quality that they'll be facing, not just Saturday, but when they jump back into SEC play in two weeks when they go to Auburn. A lot of things are in flux right now with the injuries they suffered, particularly on defense. I would say it's definitely injuries have definitely impacted the defense more than the offense this season. Well, I'd say that's right. And, uh, you know, you, mainly because in the numbers that you need in your, your third level of your defense. So you are moving some guys around, like you said. And uh, you made the point earlier, and it's it's or made the statement that, you know, a lot of these guys are helping on special teams. They're already playing. The red shirt part doesn't have to be considered. Uh, a lot of those quarters and games and numbers and all the the way they figure that out is, has already been burned through anyway because of special teams assignments. So for a few of them, not all of them, but a few of them. And um, so, you know, this helps the team and provides, uh, you know, provides you some depth. That This is exactly what a football player should do is help his team in whatever role that uh, the coaches think they can contribute. And I think if I'm a player and I have an opportunity to either save my red shirt or get on the field for all 12 regular season games in addition to maybe a postseason game, even if it's not at my position, even if it's just special teams, I'm taking the ladder every time twice on Sunday. It's not close. I want to play. And I know that I was the star of my high school and I was the it guy. And now I'm the low man on the totem pole. But I have that mentality, man. I just want to get on the field. And Quincy and, and Sam, they seem to share that same mentality. Well, and then, you know, all these guys were the best player on their high school teams, every one of them. Uh, so, I mean, it, you know, they're all having to make the adjustment uh, in order to uh, – all of them have to make the adjustment at this level. A chance to play your freshman year is a special thing. And uh, we're seeing more and more because they're recruiting better and better. All right, we're live in Provo behind enemy lines. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome 
welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank, we are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Coach Ben was talking about yesterday the inability to really recruit at home with, I know they played October 1st against Alabama at home, but you go a full month, you don't play, I think it's either the third or the fourth when you host Liberty. How difficult is that on a staff when there's over a month you don't get to host anyone. Well, it, it, the, the difficult part, I guess, is you know you may have a kid that really is window of opportunity to may, maybe be able to visit you is uh, maybe one or two weeks in October because a lot of these kids already have so many games mapped out uh, where they're going to go and all that. But uh, you just hope, and in, 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 you know, in the in the month of November that, uh, you know, they have some open dates because obviously that's when Arkansas will be at home. Uh, so I, I, I think it's a disadvantage. Was, I mean, good gosh, they, they had home games earlier this, uh, you know, this, this season and, uh, they're going to finish strong in, in November. So, uh, about the only really negative is if, the kid only has an opening, say, in October, which obviously you're on the road. Coach also talked about not going on the road in recruiting this week. Seems like a lot of their focus is just on the game ahead in Provo, where Tommy's at right now. you think that's just because of the three straight losses? No, I, well, some of that could be that, that but uh, really, uh, they don't recruit uh, anywhere near Utah for the most part. I mean, usually when you, uh, if you recruit on the road and you're, you got a game, you're on the road, you're in Alabama, you're in South Carolina, you're in Georgia, where you have basically your recruiting base. There's not really many areas in, in Utah or, or in that, in that region that you can re, uh, recruit to because usually, you know, the guys usually drive or fly, uh, say, say from the team hotel to, to wherever they're going. And there's, you know, in a two or three hour radius is really not, uh, or a two hour radius. You don't want to, you don't want to have a guy, uh, you know, three hours away and he, he, he finishes seeing his game and he gets back, uh, around two or three o'clock in the morning, you know, to the team hotel. So, uh, the po- possibilities of being able to go out and see kids, uh, you know, in the, in that, uh, region of the country is, uh, not very good. You know, it's it's certainly kind of out of your footprint, but I think one thing, a a trip like this to to Provo and Utah, I mean, how many of these kids on this team you think have ever been to Utah on a family vacation? Probably very limited. You're you're selling an experience, and, you know, well, oftentimes, Rich, we think about only recruiting high school kids. We've got to remember you got to re-recruit your current roster a lot of times anymore. An experience like this is something you can sell to future players, uh, and also, uh, you know, to, to your roster that you got on hand now, a, 
a, a trip like this is truly maybe once in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, it is different, uh, definitely, for, as far as, you know, the, 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 well, the brand of football that they play, you know, in that region of the country, obviously the terrain, uh, just the different, different things that, uh, you know, come with a road trip. Obviously, they, they don't get to enjoy it that much. They don't see much, no. but at the same time, they, they, they do get to see, you know, from the air when they fly in and fly out and, and all that and, and, and maybe around town, but that's, that's basically it. But, uh, you, you don't get to enjoy it, say, as much as maybe if you, uh, a preseason tournament for basketball or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they won't be at the. Uh, they won't be seeing the arch down at uh, <laughs> down at Arches National Park like a lot of fans are already out here doing. But um, th- this is a, an important game just to kind of rebound. We we've talked about that some this this week. Is hey, you're at a point in the season where a lot of people believe this is the fork in the road. This is make or break. How do you evaluate Saturday, and what's the importance to the season beyond just you know, getting a win and getting off the schneid? I'm like everybody else. I think it's very important. I mean, uh, last year they had a three-game losing streak, and they uh, kind of got on a run and obviously finished well. Uh, the, the opportunity is here for this. Uh, I, I think they're going into this game. I mean, I, I, know, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I think they're going into this game pretty confident, uh, uh, thinking, you know, they're look, looking at based on uh, film study and things of that nature with BYU, I'm not saying that they're, they're going to go in there overconfident or anything and I'm not saying that they're, they're, they're guaranteed to win, but I think they feel like that they match up pretty good with, uh, BYU and, uh, you know, Hey, and it is kind of exciting going in, like you said, going into a, a different area and di- different, uh, stadium, different environment and, uh, be something, you know, that they, they obviously haven't, uh, you know, seen as far as, you know, Provo, Utah or BYU crowd and, an atmosphere, but at the same time, that good gosh, I mean, they've, they've been in some hostile environments before in the SEC. So whatever BYU has for them, as far as the the crowd and everything like, like that, it, I don't think it's going to be any, anything major. We're talking with Richard Davenport this morning, some recruiting Whole Hog Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard got a text here. What's the latest on Braden Braylon Russell? I know he decommitted out of Ben. Yeah, uh, based on what I, I I've been able to gather is, is that uh, he he felt like that he made a decision a little too quick and he, he wants to go through the process before making a, a final decision. Uh, Arkansas is still going to recruit him. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's not going to be have any shortage of people wanting him to uh, to visit and all that. But uh, uh, you know, I, I think he just wants to experience uh, you know. And that's one of the things that he said uh, when he when he visited Arkansas back in July. I remember talking to him, and uh, he'd been visiting. Uh, uh, you know, he'd, he'd made a visit to Ole Miss and asked him about that. And he said, "I just want to just want to enjoy the process." And I think that's the uh, situation there. Some schools will not uh, really recruit you that heavily when you, you're committed to a school, and uh, I know that's happened a few times with kids where they. They felt like they needed to open it up. And when they open up, when I say open up, they have to kind of decommit to get the attention of other schools and say, hey, I'm serious. I'd like to visit you or something like that. And maybe that's the case. I That part, I don't know if that's the, the reasoning. 
far as the the, the decommitment and instead of just going ahead and visiting other schools and say you're committed but at the same time you're not not truly committed when you're visiting other schools so uh but uh anyway just really it just sounds like based on what i like like i said that he just wants to enjoy the process and and visit schools before making a final decision. Richard, got another text about Vison Lane. I think Pike Road, Alabama is where he's from. Right, offensive, offensive lineman. lineman, yeah. What's the, what, what did he experience when he came to Fayetteville? Well, he didn't. He didn't visit the Alabama uh, for the Alabama game. He, he initially had told me a while back that he was going to make an official visit to, to Arkansas for the Alabama game, and then uh, things kind of, uh, uh, you know, changed a little bit it looks like right now Tennessee seems to be in a pretty strong uh, situation with him and I think Arkansas really right now being at uh, at 23 commitments I I, 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 you never say never especially in recruiting and I say that so many times when I'm on with you guys but uh, it's true but uh, I I don't think that uh, they're going to add another high school kid to this uh, class because like I said they're they're 23, but uh, I mean, you, you just never never say never in, unless there's a kid that comes in, comes along that uh, is too good to pass up. They they may go ahead and try to to add him and, and and bring him in for an official visit later this season or say in December. RD, we're halfway through the football season, but basketball is is here. Red white game Sunday. I've been seeing some notes from high school coaches that are welcoming parts of uh, Eric Musselman's staff in. I know they're out on the road. I saw. Coach Muss was, uh, I guess, down at the Dallas Cowboys facility, but there's been other coaches with uh, some social media posts about some other places they've been uh, I've seen. Kind of give us an update on what's going on with the basketball recruiting as we're on the doorstep of the uh, of the season and the red-white game Sunday. Yeah, uh, well, they, they saw uh, – uh, they, they're obviously out seeing kids in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, you got uh, Deke uh, Pate. Uh, a 2024 pro, uh, prospect, a ESPN uh, four-star prospect in the area, and a, a couple others. Uh, oh gosh! And I, I saw saw a couple of them, and, it, uh, and one of the one of the names uh, escapes me. I apologize, but uh, he's he's only the number one prospect in the country in the 24 class. I visited with him when I was down there for the Texas A&M game, and his name escapes me. And I'm sure that. He was one of the kids that they were seeing, but uh, and then they were they were seeing in-state kids uh, yesterday too. Uh, so they kind of spread out throughout the country. Talking about Trey Johnson, Richard. Trey Johnson, yeah, man. Thank you, for, thank you, buddy. It's early. It's early. Totally get it. So, well, RD, uh, you know, I know it's going to be fun. I, I know that uh, Barnhill's nostalgic for a lot of. Uh, a lot of us old heads that uh, remember a lot of great games in that building. I guess for a lot of the fan base, it'll mean a lot. I don't know how much from a re- recruiting standpoint playing that red-white game is uh, is going to bring, but that, that will be a neat old-time feeling on Sunday. Well, I agree. I mean, if anything, you, you, I mean, Coach Coach Muss, and, and, you know, he really respects the, the tradition and the history of the Arkansas program. And that's something, and you know, you know, every time he has an opportunity to sell the program, especially if kids get on campus or what have you, or even if they don't get on campus. I know a couple of kids, uh, Dallas Thomas and uh, Botane from Little Rock Central, and they're not going to be able to make it. But he, he's going to see that as an opportunity to say, hey, this is where Nolan Richardson kind of got, got things started before uh, 
you know, Bud, Bud Walton in the national championship in 94 and go through the history of Arkansas basketball at Barnhill. And a lot of people that, uh, you know, a little older enough that uh, can can uh, relate to that. And I, I just think that, uh, you know, it's like the video that they just sent out uh, this uh, last day or two uh, showing, the, showing the history of some, some of the great moments of Arkansas basketball. And a lot of them uh, originated from Barnhill. So, uh, I, I think it's a good thing. You, you obviously play in all your games and, and Bud Walton, but also you're recognizing uh, the past too. Richard, we'll leave it there this morning, and hopefully we'll have a good red-white game on Saturday. Arkansas can get a win and get back on track this weekend in Provo, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you later. All right, good stuff from Richard Davenport as always. Tommy, you're live in Provo this morning. Yep, we're behind enemy lines. We're in the mountains. We're in Provo. We'll be uh, keeping an eye on our social media. I'm going to get out and kind of head to the southern, uh, I guess the southeastern part of the state a little bit today and check out a couple of the uh, state parks. Hopefully, uh, I've talked to a few people who have been over to Arches and Canyonland and uh, one of the state parks over there, so hoping to see some of that stuff uh, today, and we'll keep you posted. We'll have some pictures and things of what's going on, then tomorrow probably going to spend more time around Provo and Salt Lake as we get ready for the game. It's 1.30 here, 2.30 uh, our time in Arkansas on Saturday, so it should be a lot of fun. On Friday, we'll still be doing our Fence Man Friday picks, brought to you by the company you can trust when it comes to building your next fence or gate or anything involving a fence. They do. If you've always wanted you know, those powered automatic gates at your home and you don't know who's the, who's the company to use, who do you call for that kind of thing. Well, the fence man custom builds the gates. They do the openers. They they service them. They do everything. Or maybe you've bought a home or a or a or a business that has powered gates, commercial or residential. They can service those as well. Seven eight two thirty nine thirty six is the number for the fence man. At seven eight two thirty nine thirty six, the fence man. He ain't afraid of no work. So I think most of you will know this movie reference. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Tommy, according to new data from the New York Post that outlined the fastest and slowest drive through lines in the United States, Chick-fil-A was rated the slowest. Taco Bell was rated the fastest. 877-377-6963 is our number. Do you agree or disagree with their front and back? And then what would you add on to that when it comes to drive-thrus in the U.S.? Well, we don't go to the Bell a lot. I, I think the app has changed the way when we do that, we order. Now, there's no question Chick-fil-A is a little frustrating at times, but it's because of the volume. I do think for the number of cars, they move you through pretty quick. And does anyone have better customer service than Chick-fil-A? I mean, at least they make you feel good about waiting 30 minutes for a chicken sandwich, but uh, the volume there is, is the problem they got. So I would say they're, you know, f for what you're dealing with, one of the fastest, and usually your order's always right. How many times you go anywhere else and you get home, and, man, you know, some of, some of these places, you don't know what's going to be in that bag. So um, Do you check yeah, I, before I'd, you I'd, I'd have a hard time putting Chick-fil-A at the bottom of the list. Do you check before And I'm not you, a big Chick-fil-A guy. Do you check before you leave? Well, like if you're a Taco Bell, okay, in, in, if you're a Taco Bell, how do you check? I mean, if you're, like for me, I'm ordering for a family of four. If we make a Taco Bell, a fourth meal run, or that's what we're having for, for, for dinner tonight for whatever reason, because the kids have been at practices. Of, of, I mean, you'll sit there and make sure that that's the right 
bean burrito with no onions. You go unwrap everything. I mean, that, that's the place I get frustrated. You go there and then you get home and about three items are missing. Well, you got 22 items or whatever in the bag. I don't know. Is there, is there the fourth crunchy taco that my daughter wanted? I don't. Is that the, you know? I don't know. You can't dig through all that. You, you guys know, got twenty. It's crapshoot. Twenty-two items for two kids. I don't know. I'm making up a. I'm making wow. up a number, Ty. I'll eat a lot, yeah. man. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah we that's, live big. We live big. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, I think when it comes to this list and how it goes about, we try and check if I'm with someone and or if I'm by myself, I'll pull it aside because I don't. I'm like you. I get frustrated when I get home and don't have what I ordered specifically. That eats at me but you you've talked about the frustration of there'll be a restaurant or something two or three minutes five minutes from your house and uh your 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 significant other likes to just door dash or instead of going to get it I, it drives me insane when my buddies on sunday will pay an additional ten dollars a delivery fee when they could just go pick up their food when it's colder it's not as good when they do it that way but they just don't want to move on sundays i don't understand that philosophy it's just laziness, right? I mean, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If it, you know, unless you are impaired and unable to drive, I don't understand why you would want to pay pay a pay more. That's the thing on a lot of these ad delivery apps. The menu item, the menu price you're paying at the restaurant versus on the app is about twenty five percent different. So you're paying more, then you pay the fee, then you got a tip. So what should have been a, a ten or twelve dollar experience if you went yourself is now you know, 18 or 20. I don't get it. So what does the restaurant scene look like in Provo? You've talked about the different places you're going to go to in terms of exploring. Have you mapped out where you're going to eat this weekend too? No, I haven't. I, I did look up a few things while I had a little time in the airport. There is uh, in uh, Draper, just, and that's kind of a town in between. And, and I'm going to tell you just, it all runs together here from, from the time you leave Salt Lake, if you're going south to Provo you don't even know you leave one town and go to the other. It's just one big metro area. But um, we're going to be at Bam Bam Barbecue on Saturday doing Arkansas game day. So if you're making your way out here or you're already out here and you're still on Arkansas time and you're up listing earlier, uh, you know, listing early at, at least on mountain time, we're going to be at Bam Bam Barbecue. There was a, a place I saw online doing a search called Boss Sauce, um, and it's uh, Utah's best soul food, and they, they've been featured on – Diners, drive-ins, and dives. So I, I may check that out one day if I get time. So I haven't really done a lot of research into where I'm going to eat, to to be honest with you. Boss sauce, huh? That uh, I think that, that was sounds the name like of a it. sounds well, like you know, sauce it, it had uh, Southern Kitchen. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Southern Kitchen, and, and it was soul food, and uh, and I knew it was good because they had that red drink that you find in places like that, so uh, you can get that red Kool Aid. Based on the pictures alone, I think that might be a place that you have to. To go and see. Well, I don't have it up in front of me. You, you apparently you do. I think it had collard greens was one of the side options. I mean, it had good southern food. I mean, so uh, maybe so check like that a, out. Is this a? I know it's up kind of Midwest North, but is it like a southern town? How does it feel? And I know you haven't gotten a great deal of time to explore. But does it feel like a southern town, even though it's in the mount? Like it, it kind of give the vibes out there. Well, again, Ty, my plane landed at 11.30 last night. I got to my hotel at midnight, so I don't really have a – I hadn't seen anything under the daylight yet. So I don't know. Most of the people I've talked to, you know, were Arkansans on the plane. They're in the airport. So I'll have to give you an update on that tomorrow because uh, I have uh, – I, I haven't – I couldn't give you an honest answer. 
Are you going to meet up with any fans down there and do stuff? Or this is all going to be solo dolo this weekend, you think? No, I've got some uh, got some friends from Fort Smith that are down at Moab uh, right now, and we're probably going to meet for dinner tonight. Uh, it's about three hours from where I'm at, and it's down near Canyonland and Arches in that kind of southeast part of the state. Um, so it's a beautiful drive going down there, so um, I'm going to meet up with them for dinner tonight, probably in Moab. I know Coach Pittman has talked about going to a movie or watching a movie with the team before certain games. Do you think they might, on Friday, kind of explore a little bit? What do you, you think is in the team? Or are they just going to be strict, go to the hotel, go eat dinner, prepare for the game? What do you think might be in the well, team? I don't, know what their, I don't know what their agenda is. 2.30 probably doesn't let them go to a movie. and I, you know, I don't know what time they'll land, but generally they get to a location like this later in the afternoon. Uh, I haven't asked what time they're – they're departing, but they may maybe they come an hour or two earlier, give it a little more acclimation to the climate. I know there's some worried about the elevation. Um, I can't tell any difference, but uh, you know I've got a finely tuned uh, you know temple here that uh, probably doesn't you know self adjust already for the oxygen level. These guys you know, you know might need a little more time for acclimation than I do, but uh, you know <laughs> so we'll see how they uh, they handle that. But I'd imagine Friday night they'll have dinner and. Maybe do one or two things, but there's you know as far as seeing the sights, the sights in this in the state really aren't in the Provo area, so they're uh, they're more of a bus ride away, uh, several hours away. So they won't get to see probably any of that. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Nohouseadvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. What would the Jackson Hole of Arkansas be? Jackson Hole of Arkansas. My dad's been to Jackson Hole once or twice. I've never What's been there, like? so I don't have a, a way to compare it. So, I mean, as far as resort town, I guess maybe Hot Springs would have some of those similarities, but uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting. So, uh, I'm, trying to think I'm looking it. forward to checking that out. The scenic views of our state would be like Mount Magazine, Pinnacle Mountain, mm-hmm. Kings River Falls, Devil's Den. What am I missing? Oh, I think those are some good. Those are certainly uh, some of our more postcard-like uh, horizons in our state. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of another one, but as an overall town, I'd say Hot Springs, maybe, maybe Eureka Springs. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. So uh, anyway, I also got a, a note here. I'm waiting to get some information. Our man Arthur Williams. So uh, Arthur says he's been listening for a long time. He's never emailed. He had a trip planned for for him and his sons. They're not going to be able to make it. He's got four tickets for sale. He just wants face value for those tickets. So uh, we'll find out how we can pass that along. I hate that for Arthur, but uh, I know this game was a. I saw on BYU's Twitter feed. This it's a sellout. And uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium seats 63,000, 63,470,000, I believe is the number for their capacity. So whatever noise they can make there, they're going to make a bunch of it on Saturday. Uh, they're, they're planning for a full house here in Provo. I think it's going to be a really rowdy game. According to Baylor players and coaches, it was an electric atmosphere when the Bears came to town earlier this season. My dad was telling me about it. And they walked away with the loss. That game went to overtime or double overtime. You want to walk away with the win. I've kind of asked the question, how many Arkansas fans are going to be there? I think Arkansas fans are going to do their part. And, I mean, do you see 10,000-plus Arkansas fans there? No, no. No, I don't think so. I think I think three or 4,000 people. And I'd like to be surprised on that number, but I think that's kind of what we're uh, – we're looking at it's not it's not it's expensive to come out here the airfare wasn't cheap hotel rooms are you know depending on where you're staying uh, you, you can find some bargains but they're going to be outside of provo outside of salt lake um it's not an inexpensive trip but i you know there's one i wanted to go on because it's truly i think once in a lifetime i don't you think arkansas is ever going to play byu again they're moving to the big 12 uh conference expansion uh, nine-game conference schedules coming up. Tri- trips like this are going to be few and far between. Uh, in fact, I was talking with someone on the plane last night. I don't know if we'll ever get that trip back to Notre Dame. I mean, you start thinking about nine conference games, that's one everybody, you know, that, well, that's a trip I really want to go. And, you know, that, that, that's a place where everybody, everybody wanted to go on that trip. That one may never happen now with nine SEC games. Where, where does that fit in the schedule? Let's um, you know, trip like this uh, is, may be truly a once-in-a-lifetime. Let's stay there for a sec. Do you, as you just talked about, Arkansas fans would love to go up to South Bend and see their Razorbacks play against the Fighting Irish. But if you already have a brutal nine-game SEC slate, we're talking about, and we have fans complaining, and we've complained to a certain extent about how difficult this season is, do you really want to add Notre Dame to an already tough nine SEC schedule. I mean, we always we always go back and forth. It's well, it's the experience versus the number of wins. Where do you think our fan base would come down on that? No, I, I mean, I think there's certain experiences you'd be willing to, to watch your team lose in order to have the experience. I don't know BYU's necessarily on that list, but Utah and a trip out here is pretty cool. Notre Dame's absolutely one of those things. If that meant massively upgrading one of your non-conference games. And I don't know what the feel's going to be with college football moving forward. Right now it's your conference games plus one power five. Is that going to be kind of the standard that you play you know, nine SEC games and you find one more power five? I don't know what the standard's going to be moving forward. So if it doesn't change, there's going to be room in the schedule for games like Arkansas and Notre Dame. I just don't know where to get back on – on the radar. I know they're scheduled to come to Fayetteville in 25. I hope that still happens. That'll be a special uh, night or, or day at the at the stadium, but I wonder about that game even surviving once you start having to dump a non-conference game 
in order to make nine games work. So I think it's going to be interesting moving forward to see kind of how that shakes out and whether trips and memories and experiences are part of the equation. That's not how Sam Pittman needs to look at it, but as a fan, that's exactly how you look at it. I want that experience of going to a place like Provo or someday maybe South Bend. Let me ask you this. Is this weekend more about playing the brand that is BYU, Ty Detmer, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, and they've had some great quarterbacks come through there, or is it more about the Provo and Salt Lake City trip? Because Notre Dame is playing the brand of Notre Dame football. Was this trip more for you about exploring Utah, a place you've only been to passing through through the airport, or was it about playing the brand that is BYU? Oh, it's more about the experience of going to Utah. Um, everyone I've talked to, that, uh, and, and most people are arriving, have already arrived three or four days ago or arriving yesterday, today, like me. They're planning in a day or two of sightseeing. And, and really, the, the national park, everyone I've talked to is going to at least one or two of the national parks. Um, so I, I think this is a lot more. And I've seen some families with older kids that are just out of college, um, you know, kids in their 20s that, the, you know, they're making a family trip out of it. Um, I think that's what you're seeing more and more of. And you got to also remember what the university's on fall break going into this weekend. Is that right? I so that's correct. you may see some fa- you can see some families maybe doing some of that just uh, because when your kids mine you know I've got an older daughter that's past that age, but when they get to that point, you know you're you're clinging as a parent to those last few chances to do some things like this together. Some have been out here skiing, but never this time of the year. So yeah, I think there this trip for a lot of fans that are making it. The game's a bonus to a to a great destination you're already going to. See, I think if it was Notre Dame, I know the Catholics versus convicts was the big T-shirt. They would find a word for redneck and have Catholics versus <laughs> rednecks if Arkansas ends up playing Notre Dame in South Bend. And I can't wait if that well, ends up happening. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. 
we got some really good NFL games on this weekend, especially for our audience. The Buffalo Bills traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead and the Dallas Cowboys going up to Philly to take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Tommy, between those two games, what's going to be the better one? Oh, I, I mean, everybody's hoping it's Cowboys and, and the Eagles, right? I mean, because that's, I think that's the most followed team in our state. And, uh, so I'm going to go with Cowboys and the Eagles. I don't know if I'm hoping that'll be the best game. And you're obviously uh, feeling really confident if you're a Cowboys fan, if you can come out of there with a win. Well, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fans, expect Cooper Rush to start. Here's Mike McCarthy on that yesterday. I think just like anything, I think we're still in the medical rehab phase. And once he clears this phase and then when he's fully activated, that's when we have our conversation. As you stand here right now, Cooper is starting Sunday against the Eagles. We were preparing for Cooper to start against the Eagles. So it looks like Cooper Rush trying to go for, I guess he's 4-0 and as a starter this year and then 5-0 and as a starter overall. I think I have that right. Trying to get another win against what's presumed to be the best team in football at their home stadium. The other storyline in this game, Tommy, Jason Peters, Arkansas Razorback, longtime Philadelphia Eagle. He's on the other side now as a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, he's someone that obviously they, you know, that their injury problems haven't just been a quarterback. That's that's why he was brought in. They lost their uh, Pro Bowl left tackle before the beginning of the year, and it's good to be able to sign a uh, an, an aged but uh, still experienced Pro Bowl uh, tackle to to take his spot. He spent some time on the practice squad, and now he he's been elevated. So uh, absolutely, uh, that you know that'll be that'll be a, kind of a uh, an interesting note within the game right there. For the longest time, the NFL was about two quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Peyton's not playing anymore. We're seeing him on the Manning cast on Monday night, amongst other things, with Omaha Productions. Tom's still playing, not the same quarterback he was. Still really, really good for 45 years old. But we have this kind of new age now. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion, MVP. Josh Allen, who's probably been the most improved quarterback the last four years. Lamar Jackson. Have you enjoyed kind of this new era of QBs that we've seen usher in the NFL the last couple of years? Oh, I think they're fun to watch. I mean, how do you how do you not watch a Chiefs game and be entertained by Patrick Mahomes? I mean, um, and it's not – I mean, yes, it's a new quarterback era, but I think it's also been a new era to a degree of offense in the NFL. Now, I think some coordinators have started figuring out how to defend guys like Mahomes who seemed indefensible, but – uh, they're doing things athletically that uh, aren't just staying in the pocket and dropping back seven steps and you know and firing off a football. So they're using their feet. They're more mobile, and I think that's been fun to watch, and it's been a little more of a resemblance to what we're seeing in the college game right now. Tyler and Greenwood text in the Chiefs and Bills will be a better game because of the two dynamic quarterbacks that are playing in this one between Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes. That's why I'm going there. It's one of the best playoff games that we've ever seen. I think it was – I think it was the divisional game last year. I don't think he was the AFC championship, but what a game it was. Hopefully the rematch in Kansas City will live up to it. We're going to talk with Tom Murphy coming up. And Tommy, that is your Morning Rush daily question. And it's brought to you by Red River Dodge in Haver Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. Before we get to Tom, I do want to mention something that Coach Pittman was talking about yesterday. Barry Odom has come down from up top in the booth to the sidelines 
to kind of help with the young guys a little bit. You know, I'm not positive. We just felt like with where we're at injury-wise back there and things that another, we just felt like we needed him down there to inspire, coach, on the sideline, face-to-face, things of that nature. So I don't know if it will or not. Um, could this week again, you know, just simply because we're there's a possibility we might play some young kids, you know. And so he, and we've got Coach Bowman back there as well, Tom, but might do it again. I, I, I don't know. Tommy, that's actually the first question Tom posed to Coach Pittman yesterday, and it's kind of a change. The only time outside of last week that I think Barry Odom's been out of the box was when – Coach had COVID, and he was kind of acting as interim head coach at the time. Yeah, I think Michael Scherer was up in the box then. Um, I haven't read because I was traveling, but I guess he, he would kind of be the eyes, and he's he's been Barry Odom's right hand, and that's one of the reasons he's now a field coach and kind of started there in a support role. So um, I think Coach is, is right on it. It's, it's you know, you lose your view in the overhead uh, uh, kind of, you know, strategy of figuring out what you need to do defensively. I think being a little more hands-on – Talking to your guys, looking them in the eye is something they, they certainly think they need to maybe spark the defense right now. So that, you know, I think that's definitely going to be a, uh, that's definitely going to be something that uh, could make some slight change, but Ty, I don't think that's going to be the difference in winning or losing. Let's bring in Tom because he's the one that posed the question yesterday. Tom, good morning. We were just kind of discussing the first question you asked Coach Pittman about Barry Odom coming down from the box, kind of being there on the sidelines with the young players. Coach said he didn't know if it was going to happen this game or not. Uh, what did you make of the decision last week, and do you expect it to be the same way in Provo? Well, uh, by the end of his comment, Pittman, when Sam Pittman was saying, um, we may do it again because we could have some young guys out there. Now, he didn't commit to, the, to say, Sam Mbake or Quincy McAdoo playing, but these are, you know, big-time receivers who, in, in Bakke's case, they're like, hey, you're athletic. You've made tackles as a gunner. You look good. You know, let, let's let's try you. What, you know, can you do it? And, and Bakke did it. And then McAdoo came to them and was like, hey, man, I want to help. He played DB in, in, in high school. And um, I don't know if they'll fit in, you know, this week or, or just what. But Arkansas is hurting. And I think the reason Odom went down there is to, uh, you know, you can draw things up on the sideline. You can – speak to them face-to-face, coach them up, like, immediately without the whole going through the headphones or the, or the phone deal. So I don't know if it'll carry on or not, but, look, they're trying stuff. You know, they're not they're not trying to stay static, status quo with what they're doing. And I don't know if there's some magic elixir that will help them, you know, get the combo of a good pass rush versus good coverage and better tackling and all that. But it's been a rough deal so far. Tommy, bring up those two freshmen. Do you expect them to play on Saturday? Um, I, you know, Bakke's been doing it for two weeks now, and this is McAdoo's first week. Uh, how well can you – I mean, I mean, if you're playing cornerback, you can say, all right, you're going to cover that guy. Or if you're in a, a zone-type coverage, just cover this area. And, and I suppose you can get the calls that way. Um but I don't know. It may be too early to say that they can do this. And, and honestly, the cornerbacks haven't been as much of an issue. I mean, you know, Chavis had a good chance to knock down a touchdown pass on Saturday. It just went right over his fingers. It, may, it looked like it touched his fingers. But, you know, McLaughlin gave up a few catches. But he, he has a fantastic coverage grade by pro football focus. And he's got three picks. So he's kind of been what they said. 
And I think, you know, they had to move Clark out of necessity. And the kid's willing. The kid was in the right spot a few times. But those old, uh, those Mississippi State backs had some head of steam. And I know on one play, at least, Dylan Johnson made him in the A-gap and kind of blew him up and scored a touchdown. Tom, I believe McLaughlin's still the only one to actually get a pick. But, you know, we've referenced, and you talked about there, the chances to – to haul in some turnovers uh, in the passing game. You think they've done anything different, and how can you change that? I mean, clearly the scheme is right if you're going to have a chance at some picks. How do you execute the play better? Yeah, that's a great question, and I don't think I don't think there's any, like, hidden, you know, some, some great plan that they can come up with that's really going to contain BYU. Um, they've just got to – I think I think when they send extra guys, they've got to get to the passer quicker. And, you know, the coverage has just got to be a little tighter and they got to get guys down. I mean, we've seen multiple games now where receivers have caught the ball in space, even if it's short yardage uh, from the line of scrimmage and, and blowing it up for big yard, big games. Um, and, and apparently, you know, Jaron Hall had a shoulder issue and everyone wrote and talked about it out there last week in the Notre Dame game. But I saw some quotes from him yesterday that the shoulder's feeling right and all that. Now they're admitting that, oh, it wasn't right last week. But he's saying he's in good good shape. But they've got to find a way to get him uncomfortable. And they haven't done that to a quarterback in a few weeks. I understand why they didn't come after Will Rogers a lot. And, and on a few occasions they did. I know there was a fourth and one right before halftime. Uh, I know Blair, Simeon Blair, pressured and they got a fast pass out of Rogers that was low and they turned around and hit the big Hazelwood connection and then the Rocket Sanders touchdown and two plays later. So I think they're going to have to be judicious about when they send guys and when they get there they, they got to hit home. Tom what do you think the state of practice is right now and where I'm going is with all of the injuries and moving guys around I can I can only imagine the, the scout team's pretty depleted as well. How much quality is left in, in scrimmaging and practice or running plays when you got to figure the scout team's been gutted, too, by all these injuries and guys moving over to the other side? Yeah, Sam Pittman has referenced that, that they're, they're ailing on the scout team. To, so, look, I mean, there's no question. It's been a, it's been a little bit of a lull. Uh, I was at a 100-Eurocheck um, um, talk yesterday that was a Hogs Illustrated Club. And he said, "Look, you know we're we're better than A and M. We should be four and two. Um, but he he said he was at practice yesterday. It was lively. The players believe in what they're doing. Um, I think this is a toss up game. Arkansas has got to make more plays. They, I mean, you know, the the forcing of turnovers has dwindled to you know a minimum. I think McLaughlin's pick against Bama on the first series is their only takeaway in the last three games." Um, you know they were getting some fumbles and all kind of stuff the first couple of games. So they got to they got to hit harder. They got to pry the ball free. Um, and I, th- I think if that happens, if they win, no matter how they win, um, then we'll see a refreshed. You know, we'll see a different attitude coming off the bye week going into Auburn. And by the way, um, I think with KJ back, you know those short yardage woes last week, those were those were just crucial, just killers that they couldn't. Convert. I wrote about it today. How many third ones and fourth ones they did not convert. And by the way, I went back and looked at the replay of the, uh, I think it was the third and one down on the goal line when Hornsby was at quarterback. 
um, he had Matt Landers wide open, and he just got to he just got to put the ball on him. I think he was just hurried, and the ball went wide. But that's a play he's got to make. And then some of those run plays, they just didn't fit it real hard, or or the backside uh, linebacker or somebody came flying in and and prevented him. So they got to be, be a little bit more creative about how they attack. Uh, third goal, fourth and goal type situation. Tom, let's stay on KJ Jefferson for a sec. Coming back after not playing last game, which we can only presume to be because he was in concussion protocol. That's the indications. If you're KJ and you're seeing how many points your defense is giving up, is that added pressure in in combination of coming back and not playing last week, knowing that you have to put up a lot of points in order to win this football game? Yeah, I mean, it's pressure, but, I mean, the kid lives with pressure. He's just one of 14 starting quarterbacks in the SEC, and KJ's dealt with this. You know, it, there's just been there's just been some adversity, um, you know, the fumble at A&M and that kind of stuff. And, honestly, Arkansas' scoring average ought to be higher. I mean, you, you look at the two red zone stops last week. You look at the, the fumble at the goal line at Missouri State by Rocket Sanders, uh, KJ's. I mean, they ought to have, like, five, six more touchdowns than what they have. So, you know, it's all about just executing your stuff. They need to have some good things happen for them. Falling behind 14 nothing, the, the way they did, and then 21 to nothing against uh, Mississippi State was a bad combo. But whereas teams in the past here, if they were down 21 nothing like that on the road, it, it would have been a shambles. In this case, if they score on that first possession of the second half, it's 27 to 17 with a ton of time left. And then who knows, maybe one of those tip balls goes your way. Maybe you get a fourth down stop and, uh, and, and you know, they, they just kept fighting. And, um, you know, I, I think they still believe in themselves and, um, and we'll see. Uh, I, I think KJ understands. He just got to be more efficient with the ball and, and um, then good things can happen for the Razorback offense. Tom, I had this question posed to me last night. I want to pose it to you. Has KJ gotten better since last year? Well, his intermediate passing, I think the numbers, I haven't broken it down completely, but I think his intermediate passing numbers are where the questions arise. Um, I'm thinking of a play. Uh, Warren Thompson was open at first down yards against A&M, and he just overshot him by a couple of feet. Um I think there was a real trust factor with Traylon Burks, and that helped lead to the, you know, he had a great um, efficiency on deep passes. Well, who's going to get open deep now? I mean, we thought coming out of camp that the receiving core would be, would be okay. Well, now we know Hazelwood's dealing with an AC joint, and you could see after that 68-yard play, his left shoulder was, was hurting him. Um, Landers' targets have gone down. They need to get his confidence up. Uh, maybe a Bryce Stevens helps with that but his look his um his completion percentage is uh, tracking right about on target as it was last year his efficiency rating is 19th in the country he was a little bit higher so we're talking about infinitesimal differences in you know has he improved uh the whole talk for kendall Bryles and kj was just being quicker with decisions and being on time with the short windows they have and i wouldn't say he's made a great improvement I'd say he's clicking along about like normal. And then the ball security issue, um, you know, you, you would you would rank him um, down a level on the ball security just, just because of the two fumbles. 
Tom, what do you think the true confidence level is with this team right now after three losses? Well, I think they still believe in themselves and they can win games. But whereas in the first three games where they were making their own breaks, I mean, think about, you know, the think about the Jordan Dominic strip sack against Cincinnati. Think about the um, after they get stopped on fourth and one against South Carolina in the third quarter, they get a stop and then, then they, you know, pull away. Um, they recover an onside kick, et cetera. And then in the Missouri State game, they're down. It doesn't look good. They get a punt return touchdown. They were making their own breaks. And I think they're kind of looking at each other now like who's going to step up. And I, and I think if they can get a lead, um, get, get, a, get a turnover or two, um, we'll see a different Arkansas team. But you can't. I can't tell you right now, oh, they're full of confidence. Because when a team has lost three in a row and has had the bad things happen to them, um, that's in your mind. And um, I, I just think I, I just think if they can get a win in any way, then they'll be four and three, the same record that they were at this stage last year. And the team, the games that are down the stretch are all, so many of them look like toss-up games, including Liberty. Tom, go ahead. Tom. What, what are you travel? When are you traveling to Utah, Tom? When are you getting out here? Well, uh, I, oh, y'all, y'all are out, already out there, huh? I, I'm here. Um, I'm in Provo now. Cool. We're going today, but we, we get in super late tonight, like right when the shuttles are ending to the airport hotel we're at. So we'll have a, we'll have a day tomorrow to do some stuff. Um, I've had a water line leak at my house that I've been dealing with the, with the last two days. So this has been a, a really frantic week. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> get, uh, being a homeowner ain't always what all this cracked up to be, is it? Uh, no, nah, but man, I had some great neighbors, and we think we've got the problem licked. So it's just been just been a little bit of a extra deal to, to to have to hang with this week. Tom, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Hopefully, your Atlanta Braves will win that game three and walk away out of the divisional series and head up to the championship series, and you'll be in a better mood after the the, the water issue, buddy. <laughs> Well, we got to get two more. So, hey, man, give the Phillies their credit. They they got hot, hot right here, and and they're they're something to contend with. Y'all have a great weekend, man. Right, good stuff from Tom Murphy. And as Tommy said, he's live in Provo this morning. Yeah, we're here in Provo. We'll be. Uh, I'm gonna get out today. Put some pictures on our social media stuff. I guess that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Take pictures of things other than food. Put them up. Is that the what? What am I supposed to do? Ty? You've been talking about the scenery, nature, and everything that yeah. you're going to do. So I, w- I would think our listeners would want to see that stuff. Now, on that, do you, do you know how to do that? And so I know social media can be an issue. You got that? No, I need to teach you how to do that. Are you good? No, you should. You should teach me, Ty. Yeah, okay. you should. I, I, you absolutely should teach me. I'll go I mean, through. I, I, I'm, a, I'm just lost in this whole new world here without you. I just don't know how I'll survive for four days. All right, I'll go through so. a walkthrough after the show just to make yeah. sure you got yeah. that under wraps. But no, it's. Uh, it? I, I would think there's a lot of stuff that you can post and uh, and show to people that, hey, this is a this is a cool place to be. They can live vicariously through you and your travels well, this weekend. Yeah, I'm sure this is uh, exactly how it's written on his. Uh, uh, driver's license, but Didymus Maximus uh, DM'd us and said I should go to Delicate Arch in Arches National Park and then go and watch the sunset with a beer in hand at Dead Horse Point State Park in Canyonlands. So, uh, and then this was the food truck recommendation: Quesadilla Mobilia uh, in Moab, as good as advertised. So, 
that might be the agenda today right there. I'd say that's so. a, a decent uh, a decent list of things to do. I'm a huge food truck guy. I, I think food trucks, there's a reason that they're in business. Uh, I, I think food trucks are a great pit stop on any road trip that you go on. So I would definitely heed his recommendation. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.